All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. You know how we do it. Countdown to the Super Bowl is on, and I'm one confused son of a bitch as the big game rapidly approaches as we pick it up uh, following the iconic Scotty Farrell. Shake it up as uh, Scotty Farrell tore it apart. He actually had uh, Mattress Mac uh, on the show, and uh, Mattress Mac uh, put down a million dollars. And I'll tell you one thing about Mattress Mac. He's like all uh, degenerate gamblers. It's not about mattresses anymore for this guy. He's just a full-blown gambler. Let's just call it out for what it is. Like, yeah, come on. The guy's betting you. Ten last week's Tennessee Titans. Like, what? <laughs> he's just a gambler. Um, but um, he's got a lot of money on the game. A million dollars, probably more. You know, anytime uh, big-time gamblers tell you something, it's always uh, they've always bet more uh, than they've actually let on. But the person with the second most of money uh, on this game is the raging redhead Cam Stewart. As uh, the tension builds as Cam prepares to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, how you doing, Cam? Doing pretty good, Gabe. All golfers off to a good start, too. I'd like to cash some West waste management monies right before the Super Bowl. It's actually one of my favorite tournaments because if you actually do well, you got money in your pocket. It ends just before the Super Bowl. Cash some tickets, and then the party's on, buddy. Well, I'm sure the uh, the party will be on one way or another uh, for you uh, <laughs> and company. Yes, oh, yes. Wow, it's a hurricane coming to Las Vegas. Uh, Cam's couple's retreat. Uh, Cam and uh, Visine Vince bringing the ladies to Sin, yeah. to Sin City. <laughs> now, Cam, you know, I, don't, I don't know if this will upset you or disappoint you, and it yes. probably shouldn't considering my luck uh, in, in Super Bowls, uh, but I'm getting very, very concerned about, uh, about San Francisco right now as the game approaches. Like, it's a good thing we have Whale Capper on today. Like, yeah, okay. okay. I'm like a stupid, stupid voter, like a day, couple of days. That's what I am. I'm a dumb voter before the election. I'm more and, concerned. You know, I always say, too, about whatever they say, whatever you see. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Like, I'm not, I, well, I'm reading this getting a headache. Like, I don't even know what the hell's going on anymore. Like, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but this is stupid. They should have half the guys wearing eight, half the guys wearing 24. So, you don't have to change the way it's scored. It's dumb. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat Rage uh, Radio continues. Get on the grid. Sports Grid News Update. Sports fans, Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and betting update. If you want that edge cappers, you know you got to get on the grid. The 2020 NBA All-Star Game making some interesting changes in honor of the late Kobe Bryant and number 24. They will reset the points back to zero after each of the first three quarters and factor in Kobe's number 24 into a target score for the final frame of the All-Star Game. Essentially, the team with the lead will have to score 24 points to win the game, while the trailing side must score 24 plus its deficit. The NBA festivities take place February 16th in Chicago. The league also projecting a $115 million salary cap next season. That's $1 million shy of their original estimation. Luka Doncic, he's going to undergo an MRI after turning his ankle in practice. He's out Friday versus Houston and doubtful to miss Saturday's game against Atlanta. Kansas City receiver Sammy Watkins said he will consider taking a pay cut to make sure Patrick Mahomes stays in KC and gets the monster extension to make him the highest paid player in the league. 
Six back in the NBA tonight, two at 7.05. Raptors laying 10 at Cleveland, 2.20. We got Charlotte and Washington. The Wiz, minus 3.5, 2.27.5. Philly laying 7 at Atlanta, 2.28.5. Golden State's at Boston. The Celtics, minus 13.5, 2.24. We got Sacramento and L.A. Clips, minus 13.5, 2.25. And Utah laying 1.5 at Denver, 2.15.5 your total. NCAA hoop, six games involving top 25 teams. We got number two, Gonzaga, minus 17 at Santa Clara. That's a 10.30 start, total 156 in the NHL. The San Jose Sharks have lost Thomas Hurdle for the rest of the year with a torn ACL and MCL. Bad break for them. Three on the ice, 705. Montreal minus 120 at Buffalo. Total six. 735. Nashville laying 45 at New Jersey. And 935. We got LA and Arizona. Oh, Coyotes. 170 favorites, five and a half. Scotty Farrell and the gang will break down all the live action tonight. Game later on, too. So tune in starting at 7 p.m. to end game live. I'm Cam Stewart. Now back to the show with my boy, Gabe Morenci. All right, game time decisions continues. Red Heat and uh, Rage countdown to the Super Bowl uh, is on. As um, as I was saying when we went into the update, I'm like a uh, undecided voter. And any time a voter is undecided days before the election, I've always thought to myself, you probably shouldn't be voting in this election. Like, after like... Yeah. Four four <laughs> years of campaigning, and we hear Whale Capper. Uh, let's bring Whale Capper in, and you know, Whale Cap, you know what I mean? Like when they always show the dumbasses. We're here at a town hall. We're here at a town hall with undecided voters. It's like, voters. bro, if you're undecided, like, well, I'm still waiting, you know, to the last second. I'm going to decide here. I always think these are the type of rubes that shouldn't be allowed to vote. Yeah. Um, but I almost feel that way now. The Super Bowl is approaching. It's like an election, Whale Capper. And I'm like an undecided voter. Like, you know, I was thinking San Francisco, and then I'm thinking, you know, if I elect San Francisco, it's going to be that like the last time I voted in an election. Last guy yeah, I voted yeah. for ended up smoking crack in the office. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I like> it. <laughs> so that's the last uh, that's the last politician I ever voted for, Ken, uh, Rob Ford. Remember, I endorsed him before he even ran. I said, Rob Ford should run for mayor. I said, he's the best city councilor. It was like years before he was famous. Hey. And then I actually had him on when he ran yeah. for mayor. I said, you're going to do a great job, sir. I said, hey, you're going to be mayor for sure. You're going to win. The guy wins, and you, we all know what happened after that. I even I didn't this, vote though. for him the second time. Gabe, I will say this, though. Rob Ford, for all of his crack usage, is doing a hell of a lot better than his brother's doing right now. That's the crazy thing. His brother's a train wreck even more so, and he didn't do drugs. So, anyway, uh, Doug's yeah, 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 a, yeah. he's a pariah here. But, anyway, I agree. That, Doug uh, Ford. He, <laughs> Doug Ford shouldn't be allowed to uh, have a license, vote, or do anything, and the guy's in charge of everything. But that's another story. So do we have Whale Capper's uh, video uh, up now? All right. Uh, Whale Capper steps up in it. What's going on, Whale Capper? Uh, nothing bad. I think your point is fair. Uh, you elect San Francisco, you have people, you know, homeless people pooping in the street and using drugs, needles all over the place. You don't want to elect San Francisco. Elect <laughs> KC, Kansas City. I'm going to bring the heat for Kansas you know, City on today's show, man. I love the Chief. Well, uh, you know, wow, because you're on the West Coast, so there's uh -oh. no West Coast buys here. Whale Capper steps up and in. So, look, we can get into the cliches of this thing. The better defense is one four, you know, the better defense is 43 and 10 in Super Bowls. Tina runs for more uh, yards in a Super Bowl is 42 and 10 with one push uh, in Super Bowls. 
San Francisco's been great uh, this year. Their offense scores 30 points a game. They set a record for, like, lowest uh, pass yards allowed and all that uh, type of stuff. But that's all good. They don't have Patrick Mahomes. And and what I, I brought this up earlier, guys, today. You know, San Francisco were 4-12 and last year. This is like, boom. Like, they, they catapult, they take off. We see this pattern all the time with these NFC teams. You know, the Carolina Panthers were the number one ranked offense and all that when they went into the Super Bowl. Fell apart. The Rams last year went into their, uh, fell apart. I'm starting to like Kansas City struggles in past years. You know, the climb, um, so to speak. And the fact is, I almost feel like betting against Patrick Mahomes right now, you know, is uh, basically suicidal at this point, Whale Capper. It feels like it has that, like, betting against Michael Jordan right as he's about to beat the Lakers for the first title. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what? Like, <laughs> God, that is a spot-on analogy. Spot-on analogy. And you're right. Like, I pro- it, wow. It's, it's very – I know. It's, it's very – this what you just mentioned is an actionable angle in tennis that is like ironclad. It is an actionable angle in the NBA playoffs, ironclad. Like no team just comes out of nowhere and wins a title. Like you absolutely have to follow an arc. You have to get, you know, you have to, you know, lose a couple of important matches. You have to lose a couple of important series before you finally break through. And that this is exactly what it feels like for Kansas city. They have gone through the struggle. They have had, you know, sustain some tough playoffs, playoff losses. And now they finally, you know, have the better team, better offense, in my opinion. And this is, uh, this is Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid. This is their time to shine, get a title. Um, that's a lot of that is narrative. I'll give you more kind of concrete handicapping reasons why I back the chiefs in this one. And like, you know, listen, you know, I, I'm not going to fault anyone for playing San Francisco. I get why you would. I get that there is value on that team. It's a more complete team because the defense is meaning has meaningful, you know, star players who you can expect to get, you know, a plus performance out of, but be ready. If you back San Francisco, just have your finger on the live money line for Kansas city in this game, because I, and, and, it, and again, you know, go into it expecting to have a strategy where you're going to be able to cover yourself live, get a plus money number on Kansas city. If San Francisco does what I expect them to do. San Francisco, I expect fresher legs in the D-line. Absolute, impossibly good scheming out of the gate for, for the Niners. They will, they should be able to get some sort of lead in this game. Kansas City has come out slow in both of their previous playoff games. I think this is a telltale of Andy Reid's style. He likes to see your plan A on defense so that he can fine-tune his adjustments for his offensive strategy. And it takes them until about the second quarter until their offensive machine is really rolling at full speed. So this op- this gives you an opportunity as a San Francisco backer to get a little bit of a margin early and come in on Kansas City at plus money in the game. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back uh, with Whale Cap for the Rachel Redhead Cap Stewart. I'm Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down here at the Sports Grid Studios, FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. Big party plan here. VIP only, actually. Invite only. Yang's got his pass. Yang's a VIP. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Get on the grid. Uh, game time decisions and now just 16 minutes. The clock is ticking. Tick, tick. And look, we've even got the clock uh, behind us. Uh, but I am not. Um, I am not Mike Wallace or Harry Reasoner. Or even better yet, Andy Rooney. You ever <laughs> notice as the Super Bowl gets closer, you change your mind on who you liked in the game. <laughs> so uh, here we are right now as uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, I see they're only minus 128 on the money line uh, right now. I brought up a whale capper, you know, in the last couple of days. The thing that gets me is the game against Seattle in the second half when when Seattle started running around and and they pretty much, you know, they were moving the ball at will in the second half. They just ran out of time in that game. Uh, New Orleans is passing attack. I'm, I, I hate being one of those guys who San Francisco didn't play anybody, but when they did play good quarterbacks and, and sort of dynamic passing attacks, they were successful. And tape that I saw the most that stood out, and I should note, it's not like I'm sitting here like a guru, like a you know, GM breaking down tape all night. I, I was looking at different like breakdowns and angles and stuff, and I saw a tape with the Rams, um, the Rams and the Niners. And, and the same thing with the Seahawks, guys. It was bootleg, bootleg, bootleg. And San Francisco have these great schemes, but they don't have shut down, like, stud defensive backs. It's more of the scheme that they use, and it's really good. But misdirection stuff was really messing with them, guys. They're not fast enough. Like, Sherman with the misdirections was getting lost. Um, you can beat them by getting them going. They're very aggressive, San Francisco. And I think Kansas City, with the little bubble screens, just little things, like little pop to Hardman here is going to exploit them. And I think they're going to have a hard time with Mahomes because Mahomes is like Russell Wilson, except almost better right now, Whale Capper. I can see San Francisco secondary having a hard time stopping Mahomes. Like every freaking secondary has a hard time stopping Mahomes. Yeah. Absolutely right. Coverage lapses will exist in this game for the San Francisco 49ers. They are not good enough as a coverage unit overall to hold down the uh, the Kansas City potent passing offense for four quarters. Yes, they have an, a dynamic pass rush. No one denies that their front seven is among the best in foot not, football, if not the best. But Pat Mahomes is dynamic and is outstanding at escaping pressure extending the pocket, rolling out of the pocket. He loves to roll right. If, he, if, it, if there are five seconds that, he, that have elapsed from the snap and you haven't sacked Pat Mahomes, I have bad news for you. You have just given up a 40 or 50-yard completion because he is so accurate and his arm is so, you know, so able to just hit a dime 40 yards down the field. You know, there's, you know, the second, third, fourth wide receivers for Kansas City all have huge advantageous matchups when they'll be on the field. 
No third down is too long for these guys to convert. And no lead against this Chiefs team is is safe. We've seen it twice now in these playoffs. Like, you get a huge lead on this team, you still are far from the finish line because they can throw their way back into these games no matter the deficit. And I think this sets up perfectly for uh, for the Chiefs because, you know, worse, you know, th- there's kind of, you think about the various alternatives, the way this can play out, right? Like, what happens if the Niners go up by a couple of scores early? Is the game over? Do the Niners win and cover? No freaking way. Like, how many points do they have to be up by before if you are holding a Chiefs ticket, you feel like you are out of the game? So seriously, what do you guys think? 35? That's a great 42? point. How, how, how big does the lead have to be? Meanwhile, let me ask you, what happens if Kansas City gets off to a 21-0 lead? They, they flip the script. They come out smoking. Bam, touchdown, yeah. boom, touchdown, boom. Yeah. San Francisco would be yeah. the one that would be in a lot of freaking trouble. Yeah, yeah. And like the whole granted, ways to win, right? The avenues absolutely. and the ways to win. KC have more of them, don't they? There's more like that. runways yeah. for them to land, uh, Cam. I agree that with is, that. Yeah. I just, th- I, I just, I, I just think I like San Francisco, you know, and I respect Will Capper's opinion. I just think the extra week of pre- preparation, there's ways to get to Patrick Mahomes, and San Francisco has the, the front seven to do it. I understand Richard Sherman is a little bit slower in the secondary, but they're going to come up with schemes. They're well coached. And another thing is, with San Francisco's offense, it's not just about the running game. These guys absolutely decimated teams with the running game. And if, and if Kansas City can't stop it, Garoppolo can still make throws. Everyone thinks he's like, Gabe brought up the point. He's a better quarterback than people think. Him and Kittle have a great relationship. They have speedy receivers with the Niners, too. The only reason I'm taking San Francisco is I believe this. I believe Patrick Mahomes will not be Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and their defense will knock him around. That's why I like it. But you bring up a great point, Will Capper. If Kansas City goes up by over two touchdowns, San Francisco's way to win is pounding the rock, setting up the throw. It doesn't work for them, where conversely, Kansas City could come back, and if they're down, they could throw their way back into the game. I do agree with that. Yeah, I think I think Kansas the second, uh, the, yeah, Go the, se- on, well, the second scenario, the second scenario you laid out there, I think is the most likely way this plays out, right? Like if you said you can play this game, but I'm only going to let you play the first half, I'm probably taking a chance on San Francisco. And the reason is because of the general, the fact that it takes a quarter for Andy Reid's offense to really find their legs. And you have a completely fresh D-line for the Niners. If they're going to get home, it's going to be in the first half. The problem is they are re- Kansas City is relentless. They can come at you continuously. Like think about the AFC title game last year, guys. The Patriots had, what, a 14-point lead at halftime? Like, they had the best pass defense that we've seen in the last 10 years. Best coverage unit by far. Depth, you know, speed. They had the perfect matchup in coverage for this Kansas City team. And they couldn't hold a 14-point lead. Like, it's just outrageous how they can come at you wave after wave after wave. And if they are going, you know, if they close the gap, if you're up 17 points on them and they close the gap and it's now 21-17 or it's 17-17, like now all of a sudden San Francisco, even if you had a big lead, the pressure is on you to continue to score because now they've got their rhythm. Now your Dean linemen have been running up and down the field. They've got a little fatigue in their legs. They're not as fresh. They're not as quick. They're not going to get home as well. Gabe brought it up. A perfect example was the second half of that week 17 game against Seattle. 
No way the Seahawks should have been able to come back in that game. But San Francisco could not get to Russell Wilson. They could not put him away. I think that in a lot of the same ways, this plays to Pat Mahomes being alive in this game to come back if they're down. And I do agree Garoppolo is elevated by his play calling. His, you know, the Shanahan play calling is unbelievable. His weapons in the passing game are absolute studs at, at so many positions. That doesn't change my opinion that if you know the wave after wave, score after score is coming in for the, for the Chiefs here, like at some point, that offense is going to sputter. At some point, one of those drives, they're going to come up short. Think about the overtime game with uh, San Francisco and Seattle. Like, the, you know, they, they, they absolutely had that game in their pocket. All they need, one drive and overtime kick field goal. And, you know, Jimmy G, extremely inconsistent. Three passes in a row he can't complete. They punt the ball back to Seattle. Seattle escapes with the win. Like, they, like there are just little moments in games, tiny windows where Jimmy G, you know, kind of loses his ability to make the right read, make the precision pass. And if that happens when Kansas City is coming back on this team, good night. Like they're going to blast by you. They're going to you know, bolt by you. And uh, then, then you really put yourself in a situation where, you know, you had a nice, comfortable 21, 17, 21 point lead. And you look up at the scoreboard. It's the fourth quarter. and You're down two scores like that is always a reality uh, and a possibility when you're playing this Chiefs team. And it doesn't need, you know, it doesn't matter how talented the D line is for the San Francisco 49ers because they still have to play 60 minutes. And, you know, at some point, uh, you know, they're going to run out of gas and the advantage is going to be in Pat Mahomes. You know, one thing, and I brought this up earlier as well, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Kansas City, <clears throat> it's, there's sort of like different perceptions of reality here. San Francisco's offense is better than people realize. They put up a lot of points. They actually score like the second most points in the National Football League. KC's right <laughs> there behind them. But... But people are, and you know, KC's defense, KC actually 10th in points allowed, guys. They only gave up 20 points a game uh, this year. Um, away on the road this year, and this is a road game, 17.9 points per game, Kansas City's defense. They have gotten better as the season went on, as we thought they would. You know, everyone sort of mocked it earlier in the year when KC... They adjusted Cam and, and Whale Capper in which last year, you know, with, with the Houstons in the world and, and stuff, they had all these speed guys, and they were fast and they were flashy, and boom, when it got to the quarterback, it was cool. But they were a little finesse-ish, softish. They went after Clark. They, You know what I mean? They got bigger on the D-line. They got more talented in the secondary. They just have more skill back there now. And it's starting to show under Spagnola's uh, scheme as it goes on. But, you know, the as you mentioned, like, there's just so many different ways that they can beat you. And unlike Seattle and uh, Schottenheimer and Carroll, who are idiots, Cam, KC will go for the jugular. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to say, well, we have yeah. Mahomes, but let's run the ball 48 times in a row here. Like, they're going to use Mahomes here. I just can't get in front of this kid. And I'll yep. tell you what, guys, so it's a debatable. It's a, I understand the argument for both sides. But I'll tell you this. We, we, you know, so yesterday we had Miles Sanders on, stud running back, Philadelphia Eagles. Asked him, who do you think wins the game? Not much of a hesitation, man. He was like, man, you, you can't go against Mahomes. Um, Stephon Gilmore, not on our show, but earlier in the week, said Mahomes is the best quarterback and the best player he's ever played against in his life. 
He said, other than Brady, he's the greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> like, like already, he goes, he's unstoppable. We had Bosa on today. Pretty cool guest this week. Tomorrow we got Roger Staubach. But uh, today I spoke right. to Joey Bosa. His brother's in the game. So we couldn't get a fair pick when I asked him. But, dude, his <laughs> brother's a defensive lineman. He's a defensive lineman. I said, what's the score going to be? He said, 34-31. <laughs> yes, I love that score. That yeah, Bosa, exactly. He goes, he goes 34-31. And even goes, he goes, you don't really stop Mahomes. You just sort of contain him. Right, hang in here, Will Capper. <laughs> Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Here's the crew rolling in. <laughs> Our main man, Lindsey, just rolled in just in time hey, for Northfield. Hey, there's Callaway. Look at Callaway. Yeah, Callaway. Callaway. Callaway's in the Talking house down Superman. there. Superman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> this guy. This guy's wearing That's a Superman shirt. Now. <laughs> These guys he's, are the he's best. He's kicking things. He's kicking I things love, now. Oh, I love, I love the dude. Look at this guy. Holy jeez. Who's, who's the guy with the stash who just rolled out, man? Holy jeez. This is the best sports book ever. Look at these guys. I don't know if you noticed, though. Callaway's been in a pretty bad mood the last, like, two, three days. <laughs> like, look at him. He's just, people aren't even going near him anymore. He's just sitting there. He's been in the same spot for two days. He looks very, like, perplexed and kind of just trying to figure it out. I've been there. It sucks. All right. So that's it. Maybe I want to get some of the horse guys, since we're so confused, going to get some of the horse guys' uh, picks here for the Super Bowl. But we're continuing the conversation with Whale Capper. So I just want to say, we can go on and on. I want to get some of your props here, Whale Capper, too. Um, but we've, you know, we, we've had a bunch of players on, and I was kidding on the way out, but it's true. Like Bosa, like defensive guy. His brother um, is going to win defensive player of the year, um, rookie of the year, obviously. So you figure, like, you know, oh, they're defense first guys. And even he said 34-31. He said, well, like, you know, I'll take San Francisco 34-31. And, then he, and he plays against Mahomes all the time, right? So we, we asked him about that. He said, you deal with Mahomes. And he basically stated, like, he's impossible to stop. He goes, yeah, because Joe said, is there anybody, what could you tell your brother? And I think he said, you know, get ready because... And he brought up what all players bring up, uh, guys, from a technical standpoint, Whale Capper. He said Mahomes and the angles that he throws from is unbelievable. Like, you know what I mean? Like most quarterbacks, they yeah. need a certain lane. They need an angle. They need this. They need that. Mahomes does it. Like he can throw against the grain against his body. He can throw on the run. He can throw in the pocket. He can take off and run. He doesn't like running, but he can. So... There's just so many ways he can beat you. The sidearm stuff. He can go deep. He can dump it off. And then you brought it up, Will Capper. They're just so dynamic, man. You have Damian Williams in the backfield that they can use with the little screen games. Tyreek Hill going over the middle. You know, everyone talks about Shanahan schemes, but Andy Reid's a pretty good schemer in his own right as well. And plus, you know, he's had a couple of weeks to prepare for this. 
I think they're going to be able to find some soft spots in San Francisco's defense. And I think Damian Williams will be able to run the ball a little bit more. I think KC will surprise people and run the ball early, actually. Set a little bit of tone, set them up, and then start picking them apart. Um, I'm starting to lean heavily towards Kansas City. I just don't want to mess with Mahomes. Like, I think he's that special right now. And I picked him before the freaking year started. I'm going to go against it. But what props are you looking at in this game? And what do you think about the over-under of this game? Is it a high-scoring game? I think it is. I do, too. I do, too. There's, uh, you know, the the path that gets you an under here is just, it's it's such a narrow band, such a, like, a very specific game. You know, like, uh, you basically need what happened to the Ravens, like the Black Swan uh, game about, you know, where the Ravens played the uh, the Titans. You need that black swan moment to happen to the Chiefs to get this game under, in my opinion. Like, you need every, like, every time they get into San Francisco territory, they either, uh, you know, crash out on a fourth down or weird turnover or missed field goals. You need a lot of red zone inefficiency from them. Because, you know, I, like, I personally, I think regardless of how this plays out, uh, Kansas City's going to get theirs. They're going to get to 28 points. They're going to get to 31 points. Like, that's, like, their most likely... Uh, total point scoring here, which means all you really need is San Francisco to get to, you know, say 24 uh, and there's your 55. So this is an overplay in my opinion, because as mentioned a bunch of times in this program, like San Francisco's offense is no joke. Like that is not uh, you know, that is not a unit that you should be, um, you know, under uh, estimating coming into this game. And, you know, I, like I said, I think the most likely kind of game state that we see here is where San Francisco's offense comes out and throws the first couple punches, gets a couple of scores on the board, uh, and kind of unlocks the true potential of the uh, Pat Mahomes passing offense in comeback mode. Uh, and uh, all told, uh, this has a lot of feel of trading scores late, uh, second half, you know, just like a real uh, impressive uh, set of you know scores going back and forth as the defenses get a little you know more tired uh, and the pass rush gets a little less effective. Uh, so over for me is a look here. Um, and, you know, honestly, I like, each team total over independently. Like I can see a lot of. So do I. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think either. At twenty-seven really and a half good. for KC. Yeah, twenty. I, I don't see how they don't get to twenty-eight. We've seen Pat Mahomes score twenty-eight points, even in a losing effort, twice this season. Yes, there's been two times this season where he scored twenty-eight points in a damn quarter. Like I, <laughs> you know, and I, I get it. Like this is a different. You know, this is a, a very. This is a tough test. You know, the offensive about line this, for guys? the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be under pressure. But uh, at some point, they're going to explode. How about this? And I stumbled upon this. It's minus 138. Over under three and a half touchdown passes in this football game. That's great. Minus 138. I, I, How do I not I, like the I over? Can see, I can see a world where both quarterbacks get four touchdown passes. Like, this is <laughs> That's three combined? and a half total for the game. For the total for the game. Yes, for both? Bet three six five. Oh God, that's crazy! I, I know, gotta man. bet that. Like I like the Niners, but I, Mahomes is still gonna throw for two or three, and I think Garoppolo's good yeah. for two or three. So you tell yeah. me. Yeah, I gotta take that yeah. three and a half. Holy geez, that's a good pick. Just that's almost too, too many. Health health I better. I'm gonna yeah. bet that's, it right that's now. That's why. Thank I, you. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Thanks. Now you're gonna move the number. Now you're gonna move the number on me, you bastard. No, I won't go. I won't go too hard, Gabe. Don't worry. I got enough tied up in the game. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. But I agree. I agree. I was looking at the team totals. I was like, man, they're both low. Twenty-seven and a half and twenty-six and a half. 
you know, yeah. look at that. All kidding aside, like Bosa, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa said 34-31. I'm thinking the same thing, except even higher. Like, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the final score of this game was like 42-31. You know, 38-31, 40-40 yeah. to 30. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm with you, Whale Capper. There's going to be freaking touchdowns in this game. Yeah, the games that remind me the most of this matchup, the two that immediately come to mind for either team, Kansas City up against the Rams last year and the Niners up against the Saints this year. Like, those are exactly perfect analogs for this one. And those two games had a combined 200 points practically. Like, well, I can't remember the exact score, but I think they were 105 points scored in that Rams game and uh, something like 84, 85 points scored in that, uh, in that Niners-Saints uh, game. Like, We've seen what Kyle Shanahan can do from an out- offensive output standpoint when he is, you know, when he is emptying his playbook, and it is not twenty points. I, you know, th- th- this team is one hundred percent capable of lighting it up. Red zone efficiency for both of these teams is not a problem. Uh, the number of just dynamic weapons in both passing games sets up for an over here. Like it, it literally, the only way an under comes in in this game is if you know something truly black swan type of event happens with the Kansas City Chiefs offense where, you know, they get four turnovers in the red zone or every single, uh, you know, opportunity inside the, uh, the San Francisco 30 yards line, they, all they can manifest is a field goal attempt and their kicker misses half of them like that, like that, like something absolutely bonkers, you know, tail end of the distribution would have to happen uh, for this to be uh, an under to come in, in my, my opinion. And if I, you know, think back to like some of the games we've seen in recent memory in the Super Bowl, like. Patriots, Eagles. That Eagles defense yep. was amazing. That, yep. Eagle, that, that Eagles defense and their defensive line especially carried that team through the Super Bowl. They were unbelievably good. And guess what that final score was? 41-38. Patriots, uh, 41-33 in that game. Uh, think back to the, uh, the Falcons versus the Patriots Super Bowl. Did you think that that Super Bowl had anywhere close to as dynamic offenses as this one does? I don't. The total for that game was 57 going into it. Why is this one at 54? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. These teams are way too potent offensively. Their offenses are way too healthy. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't see... And the game is expected to be very competitive. This is a pick em game. Scores, they're going to be going back and forth score for score. They're not particularly familiar with each other. It's not like San Francisco has had an opportunity to try out you know, a bunch of different ways to try to stop this offensive unit like the likes of the Chargers have had that opportunity against Mahomes, and they still can't do it. So, you know, I, I don't really know uh, what, you know, what kind of crazy bad luck has to happen for this under to cash. I mean, obviously it can happen. We saw a weird, you know, weird, crazy result with the, you know, the Ravens and the Titans this year already once in the playoffs. But uh, I think that's a pretty low likelihood event and that the, the much more likely final score is comes in around uh, that 34 31 that you mentioned a couple times that's what if you were just to put me on the spot the first minute i came on having not heard any of the show to this point that's probably the number i would have given you 34 31 chiefs wow whale capper um cam yes <laughs> any response you care to your character i'll make the judge i, I gotta be honest with you if, if i if i was in the court of law and whale capper was uh you know the prosecutor and i'm the defense i look at my lawyer and go buddy you better wake up i'm still on san francisco i i agree jump on the over forward. you got to get on the over cam though right you, you got, got friskers yeah I've already, I've Again, already, you know, like, 
I have a big teaser. Like, again, like Will I, Capper, Kansas City eight and a yeah. half over forty. I I remember I got the early number too when it came out. I think it was fifty two and a half. Or, like I got that that line teased right. So I got a lot of yeah, and yeah. eight and a half with Kansas City. So the good news yeah. is I got the good side of the number, but. You know, you guys are starting to scare me with all this Kansas City okay. talk. Hey, listen, Cam, oh, Cam, I'm just be, hold just on, be hold ready. on, Well Capper. Just, just be, just be ready to back to Chiefs live. That's all you got to do. Take the stress off. Yeah. Take the stress off. Chiefs are going to be right, down quick, in this game. You're going to get them on a plus money on the money line. Quick break, and we'll get a couple of props from Will Capper to me and Cam. We'll get our best bets of the board up for tonight. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, let's keep this thing uh, rolling. 60 minutes, uh, baby. It's picks at six. Let's roll. We're kicking it here at uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook, Sports Grid Studios. Meadowlands will be here Sunday for the Super Bowl. Uh, they got all kinds of setups uh, set up. They've got, like, the big room VIP, a VIP-only invite uh, in the showroom. Uh, they got cell block D open for the crazies if you want to yell and throw things. Uh, they got a buffet for $25 upstairs Ooh. where you and I work, Cam. That's open. Nice. No reservations needed. Super Bowl buffet, $25. And we'll be holding it down uh, right here. All right, Whale Capper with us. And, man, we could talk for hours. Always a pleasure talking with Whale Capper. Um, but let's get down to business and we'll get you out of here, Whale Capper. Uh, any props you're looking at in this football game? I only played a handful of props, and uh, the prices moved pretty damn quick. So it's tough to really be super confident and handing out, you know, sending people to the window to bet, uh, you know, stale, you know, lines that have moved so much. Um, but uh, bring it in terms on. Of bring it on. State, I don't mind stale bread. Let's go. State, I, Especially like Cam. If it's on think, sale, right? It's, uh, bring it I on. Eat anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Great for crouton. I like it. Yeah. What do you got? All right. So, so. So because so because my uh, because my my heavy action on this one is Chiefs over and the Chiefs team total over, uh, but I like I tried to come after uh, some San Francisco player prop overs, expecting that they are going to number one they're going to find success early in the game, and number two I'm expecting them to have, you know be down uh, late in this game and have to throw their way back in. Both of those things I think lend to over completions for Jimmy G. Uh, that's a super super low number for what's what he's capable of. You look at the games where they've been in high you know high energy contests where they've gone back and forth scoring wise, uh, and he's well over twenty completions in a number of those contests. So over eighteen and a half completions is my favorite look for Jimmy G in this one. Uh, and Kittle like uh, receiving yards, Kittle receiving yards over, I think is pretty soft. This is uh, this is the kind of matchup that you know Kittle and Shanahan you know lose. They 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 are. Um, you know, cannot, they're giddy. It's like Christmas morning for them. They have a super, super soft linebacking core to attack. Uh, there's really no matchup that the Chiefs can put out there to, to contain Kittle. Uh, he's going to have a ton of yards after catch. Uh, and so I think uh, his yardage prop is the right way to attack this. I'm expecting him to get somewhere in the ballpark of 8 to, 10, eight to 12 targets. 
Uh, and I think he goes in, you know, he, I think he tickles a hundred yards here. My fair price on this was 84. Saw them open it at 68 and a half and hit that over. Uh, I think you can find it around town at 74 and a half in, in places, uh, which I think is still bettable. Um, and, uh, and so those, those are my two favorite overlooks. Uh, and, uh, I, you couldn't pay me to put an under ticket on this, on anyone in this game, uh, just because I think that there's a long tail to the over, uh, if this goes, you know, if this goes score for score, crazy, uh, you know, crazy offense ensues, uh, I don't want anything to do with it, with an under. So those are my two favorite player props. I'm looking at the alternate uh, totals right now. Over 60 and a half plus 175. Over 62 and a half plus 210. Over 64 and a half plus 270. Over 66 and a half plus 360. Yeah. yeah, I would stop at the 64 and a half, right? We talked about a 34, yeah. 31. That's sort of a new key number. That's not bad, gentlemen. And they got another prop here at FanDuel. They got all kinds of crazy correlated props. How about this one? Patrick Mahomes to rush for more than 50 yards, and the Chiefs win the game. They pay plus uh, 420. Uh, they got a 300-yard one here, too. Uh, player prop parlay. But, Whale Capper, we got to get out of here quickly. Anything on the NBA tonight? Because I know you're always taking a look. <laughs> oh, the card tonight is is, is not great. Uh, the only Difficult card tonight. It is, it's difficult. It's, it, this time of year is really weird because motivations are all over the damn place. Rest, rest disadvantages all over the place. The only edge I found was uh, the Charlotte Hornets against the Wizards, which is like the stinkiest game on the card. So I don't know if uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants to get involved in that. But I back the uh, Hornets at uh, plus four and a half. Thank you very much, Whale Capper. Enjoy the game. Uh, thanks for the time. Um, great, great insight throughout the season. Uh, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the game, man. All right. Best of luck, man. Whale capper. Excellent oh, stuff. He really brought it. With whale yeah, capper. He's, he's like a, we'll, a, we'll, a lawyer. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's real, real we'll, we'll continue easy. to break down. We got time for the Super Bowl tomorrow. Uh, final final sure. thoughts and all that. Uh, tonight, though, I've got kind of a uh, – I've kind of got a lighter card so far, but lighter is better. Dude. Last night I isolated like five or six picks. I went five and Dude. one with the props. Uh, did well last night, but less is more. I'm not forcing things. If I like it, all right. Things have caught my eye so far, guys. Iowa and Maryland are playing uh, tonight. A little Big Ten action. And uh, speaking of which, I'm going uh, with your boy Row to uh, row, row, row Whoa. your boat uh, down MSG. <laughs> Double header. Michigan and Rutgers. Basketball and wrestling. I've never been to a wrestling meet before. <laughs> It's a double header cam. You get two two for one. Seriously, they, it's awesome. Once a month, they have this Big Ten Saturday. Last time, it was uh, basketball, Maryland in the afternoon, and then Penn State, Michigan hockey at night. Today, oh, tomorrow, awesome. Saturday, this time that's it's wrestling and basketball. That's cool, man. It's good, like I double like, header. We got to give the Big Ten wrestling's good too. The NCAA does some things well. Like when they do the tournament game, you could go there for the whole day, right? When they have the session, and I did that before a long time ago when I watched uh, Samuel Dallin Bear of Seton Hall take on Oregon. We stayed for like the other games and stuff. It was a lot. It, w- it was a lot of fun the way they do it in twos and fours there. But I'm with you. I'm doing a small oh, yeah. card tonight, and uh, last night was great. All right, you know, so listen. So that's rock. it. Let's rock. So Iowa, Maryland, Iowa, Maryland. I'm going the first half under 67 and a half. Not every Big Ten game goes under in the first half, but most of them have, especially Maryland. Maryland start off slow. 
Um, they're slow starters. They're a second-half team. I just think, you know, it's 67 and a half. It's, you need a nice clean ride to get to 68 points there. Uh, listen, guys, Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga have been an absolute um, over machine uh, this year, Cam. Me and Wetzel were talking about that free money at 142 and a half, and I said, hey, man, I thought the total would be like 156 and a half, 157 or something. Ah, that's what we're getting right now. It's up to 157 here at FanDuel. 17 and 5, Gonzaga to the over on the year. They've only lost one game, and that was to the Michigan Wolverines. They actually cover numbers, too, despite the fact they're such big favorites all the time. But Santa Clara can put the ball in the basket as well. And, you know, this game should get into the 160s. So those are the two college games that I have isolated. Iowa, Maryland, first half under 67 and a half. Gonzaga, Santa Clara, over 157. NBA basketball, we like the late game. Jazz and Nuggets to go over 215 and a half points. The Utah Jazz are a sneaky over team, guys. Like, if I, I told you which team is, goes over more, Utah or Denver? People are Denver. Oh, fast track, Denver. No, 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 Utah. Utah are lighting it up. Five of the last six games on the road have gone over the number. Speaking of lighting it up, I think Joel Embiid gets it done here tonight. Um, it's 25 and a half points, a lot of points, but Atlanta doesn't have an answer for him. I think you're going to have one of these, like, 32-point nights from, uh, from Joel Embiid uh, this evening. And I like the Aaron Fox to go over 19 and a half points later, but those are the early games. Iowa, Maryland, first half under 67 and a half. And Joel Embiid over 25 and a half points. I'll be back at 9 o'clock with more picks. I'll be on Twitter. Yep. But what are you looking at tonight? Yeah, I'll be your update guy at 9 o'clock tonight, Gabe. So we'll have some fun tonight. Hockey tonight. Buffalo, Montreal over 6. Uh, Carter Hutton getting the start for the Sabres. This guy's a train wreck. But I also believe everyone's on Montreal tonight. I'm going to take Buffalo at plus 105 to uh, come back. A horrible loss to the Senators. I believe they'll play for their goalie. But it'll be a 5-4 to four type of game. Give me uh, Buffalo and the over. I like Arizona money line, Arizona and regulation, and a small dog tonight. Nashville beat Washington. Well, tonight, watch out. I'm taking El Diablo, the New Jersey Devils, at plus 130 as my pooch tonight. College basketball, Stanford, minus six against Oregon State. The Beavers are horrible. They got murdered at home by USC, and I'm looking at Utah, plus eight and a half against USC, but I'm definitely taking Stanford, Gabe. Good luck with your picks. You know what? I'm going to add a couple NBA picks here. Let's, let's add a couple. Tough board. The Raptors tough will matter. It they is, but Cleveland. the Raptors they should, should massacre them. They should. It's 10 points. It's 10 points. Yeah. The thing with this game is the problem is the Toronto Raptors play tomorrow night. And we're just talking about, I'm not talking about any look ahead or anything like that. I don't think they give a crap about, like, you know, who they play the next night. But it's more so they know they're playing tomorrow. The NBA is, you know, it's a grind. Yep. They're going to be managing minutes and stuff, right? They'll be like, all right, we're up by 18, whatever, we're playing tomorrow. The only thing is the Raptors' bench is so good anyways that they'll compete. I tell you, the Daily Roto model, the Sports Grid model, has the Raptors winning by 11.7 points. And I tell you, too, I'll do it. Um, I would send uh, Bad Beat Brian over to the window for me to get these picks in, but... <laughs> The game starts at 7. I can't, he's going to be back at 9. <laughs> I'm going to wait. Yeah, yeah. Well, last night, Cam, yeah. You weren't here? We sent him to the window. Now, we'll tell the story later, actually, tonight, because I don't blame him for the loss. We did lose those tickets, but I sent them kind of late, and the number could have been different anyways. 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we're a little concerned. Uh, the game starts in five minutes. So I'm going to run over to the, the kiosk. I'm going to get in on the Raptors, but Will Capper said the Charlotte Hornets are the only play that catches his eye tonight. And I'm telling you, the model likes the Hornets tonight as well. The only problem like the is the Hornets too. freaking suck. I know, they but we're getting suck. four points too. I agree. And another thing, there's another Washington injury, I think, too, why the line is only four. So we'll check the Daily Roto uh, information. But I think who's out tonight for a, well, a Washington starters? Thomas, Beal, Peyton second, Bonga. Okay, Jan Mahimi. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, I still like them. You know what? Charlotte's going to show up tonight. Screw Washington as a favorite. No, thanks. I'll take the four. So what'd you say about the NHL? I like the NHL. Buffalo, Montreal over. Carter Hutton starting for the Sabres. I have a lean to the Buffalo Sabres too. I like Arizona money line regulation and my pooch of the night, the New Jersey Devils to upset Nashville. Uh, Tom Brady just posted a picture literally like minutes ago. Doing what? Him walking through a dark tunnel of Foxborough like he's leaving. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tom Brady is going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Scotty Farrell coming up next. We'll be back at 9.